This podcast was created on Messy. Create your own show today at Messy.fm. Welcome back to another edition of Sports Brothers Atlanta. Coming to you live the week before debatably the biggest matchup in college football this year. Wow. Yeah. It is. We're actually going to do uh, we're gonna do something different this week. We're actually going to do two shows this week. Uh, mainly because there's just so much that we, that we want to talk about. And quite frankly, you guys probably don't want to listen to us ramble on for two hours or so. So we're just going to break this up. Probably like 30, 45 minute shows. Uh, we'll do one today and then we'll do one in a couple days to get you prepared for the game that's going to happen this weekend. We're going to start off with uh, what all went down on Friday as far as college football. So, Ro, why don't you tell me what, what we saw there in, uh, in that Region 3? Wow. Region 3, it was a couple of exciting games we had on uh, uh, Friday night. First game was uh, Marietta against Hillgrove. That was a great game, a very defensive game, I'll say it that. Um, Hats goes off to, to um, Marietta for defending their home because um, – Hillgrove brought it defensively, um, and they were stood. They did better job than they did against Keechan when they played at home. Definitely, and I, and I like what I saw from them. So um, hats go off to them, definitely, because that was a, a tight knit game for about three quarters. Third quarter, that's when Marietta broke out. Uh, before then, it was just all defense straight through. Um, and the final score of that game was. Um, Let's see what was the final score of that game. The final score was 34-17, I believe. 34-17, I believe that was. Yeah. No, 30, was it 38 or 34? It was 34. 34-17, and that may look like that's, you know, oh, wow, it looked like they blew them out. But no, before the end, before halftime, it was close. Uh, but, you know, Marriott didn't break out to the middle of the third quarter. That's when they started throwing touchdown passes, and they really broke loose and widened the score up. But like I've been saying, Matt, all year long, Marietta's had a good team all year. They got nine players in the top 100, according to 24-7 Sports, like you had talked about, we talked about this summer. and But they've never been able to put those, that, those talents together, but they did on Friday night. They did a great job of doing that. Hillgrove, they're a very good defensive team, but their offense isn't good as it used to be the last two or three years because, you know, they won the Region 3 last two years in a row. Right. So this year they didn't win the region this time. So they came in third, and they're coming in third in the region this year. So um, Marietta's going to be at number two in, in the region. And of course, the region is won by Hats go off to McEachin for winning the region. They haven't won region three since 2016. Um, so you know they took that title back. They played North Cobb for that title, and they, they beat North Cobb on Friday night also as well. And that was a, a very good game also as well. Uh, but North Cobb just couldn't handle McEachin. McEachin was a little bit too much for them. McEachin, like I've been saying all year long, they're a well-balanced team uh, from top to bottom. They got a great offense, a good defense, and their special teams is good. And also they're well-coached by a first-year coach, Stevenson. He's very good. And so um, Stevenson has goes off to Stevenson and the McEachin Indians uh, for winning that Region 3. They're ranked number two in the state. They came a long way because at the beginning of the season, they had them ranked number nine in the state. So they moved all the way up from number nine to number two in the state. They're nine and oh. Uh, I expect them this week to go ahead and finish off North Paulding <laughs> at North Paulding. So, 
you know, I expect that to just be a blowout. I don't expect North Paulding to put up too much of a fight, even uh, if they're on their home floor. So, I mean, on their home field. So, I expect Bakichin to go 10-0, and 0, and then the tournament to be, I think, in a week or two after that. Right, right. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, that's that was a big game this Friday, uh, even though it wasn't for the region championship, you know, to be able to be able to defend your, your home field and be able to have home field advantage in the first round of the playoff is, is huge. Yeah. You know, we talk about home field advantage all the time and whatever, you know, level of sports that we're talking about, it's, it's a big thing. You know, you get to stay at home, you get to sleep in your own bed. You don't have to get on a bus for five hours. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just stuff like that, that I think adds up, you know, going on into the game. Yeah. And one look at also, Lowndes is number one. Haskell goes off to Lowndes also as one because they won their Region 1 title also as well. And they played and they won it against Coca County. Uh, it, it was a tight game, first half, just the same as the Marietta and uh, Hillgrove game was tight the first half against Coca County. But they pulled away in the second half and they won 28-17. Lowndes beat Coca County 28-17. And um, they scored uh, two touchdowns in the third quarter to take command of that region one championship and a brown rushed for 107 yards and he had two touchdowns in that game on 14 carries and then number two in, in the state will be um mckeechan they're number two and coca county drops to number three well they've been at number three actually uh by losing there they're eight and two so the first three lounge ends the season at 10 and 0 they don't have a game coming up this friday and McKeachin has a game coming up this Friday against uh, North Paulding, but I expect them to win it, so they're going to be 10-0 and 0 us also well. So they'll be the only two teams in in region uh, in their uh, 7A class that finish undefeated. Yeah. Coca County will be 8-2. and two. Uh, Grayson will probably end the season at four, in fourth place. Right now they're 8-1. they got one more game coming up this week. Um, North Gwinnett County. Uh, probably finish off at number five. They're 91, so their season's over with, too. So they'll probably stay at number five uh, in the state. Marietta. Marietta was number seven last week, but now they dropped to number six, and they're uh, seven and two. So I expect them to win their last game coming up this week also as well. So I, I don't expect them to lose against Kennesaw Mountain, who is 0-9 in that Region 3. They're yeah, no chance. Yeah. So – they can come out and play half a game, and they're still going to beat <laughs> Kennesaw Mountain. So, I expect them to end the season at eight and two, which that's better than the last three or four years their record. That's right. the best record they had in a while, for sure. Uh, but I expected them to win, you know, be end up number one in the state. But they dropped from number one all the way down to number six at the end of the season. Uh, we're going to see how they do in the tournament. Yeah, you know, it also looks like North Cobb will take that that four seed in yeah. Region Three as well. Most definitely. Uh, so they'll they'll round out the the four going into the playoffs so that'll be interesting because you know i just looked at the bracket and the first round of the playoffs actually comes down to region three which is the the, the region that we cover so frequently yeah uh, they'll be going against region one which is Lowndes, colquitt county, county and all those guys right there yes so, i mean that's a that's a brutal first round game it will and be. from the way Definitely. it's looking it looks like it'll probably hillgrove in colquitt county from the looks of things, I don't know. So we'll we'll have to see how it goes, you know, f- for it to be official. But that looks like that's the first-round matchup. That's going to be a good matchup because Coca County right now, to me, they're a well-balanced team, but they're not good offensively as they were last year when they played in the state. Uh, they lost a couple guys, and I think it's going to hurt them. But 
we'll see what Miles Murphy is able to do against them because that'd be his, you know, the, this would be his last playoff series before he goes on to Clemson, Clemson yeah. <laughs> University. So we'll see what what he's able to do. I think Miles Murphy is going to dominate that game. I think that's going to be a low scoring game. Yeah, I think so too. But normally. Region 3 has problems with Region 1. I don't understand why, but they do. Uh, Hillgrove <laughs> had a lot of problems even last year when they won when they won Region 3 two years in a row. They always had problems, you know, normally they don't have to play Region 1 till later on. Right. Um, in the playoffs. But coming up first, that's, that's going to be brutal. Uh, McEachin, hopefully they'll be able to get past anybody they've meet in, in, in that Region 1 because – Boy, that Region 1, them two teams right there is tough. Lions and Coca County, they're pretty tough. Yeah. You know, they usually make it pretty far. But we'll see what Grayson, I think they're in Region 7, I believe. Um, Grayson is really good to us as well. So hopefully we'll be able to defeat one, one, you know, the other regions in the 7A class to make it all the way to the state finals. Hopefully yeah. we will. That would be good for the good for the show. Have somebody yeah. make it all the way there, you know. It will. Give us something, give us something else to talk about all the way to – December thirteenth and fourteenth, so yeah. that uh, I mean that's that's a couple that's a good couple of weeks there. We'll be able to talk about somebody and rounding out the top ten. You have Parkview at uh, eight and one. I expect them to beat. Um, I think they play Central Gwinnett County on Friday, so I expect them to be nine and one. And they're at number seven. And Hillgrove is at number eight. Uh, you know they started out the season uh, for the state. They started off number ten, but then they moved to number eight. You know I don't really like them at eight, but. You know, they lost a few steps on the offensive side, but I'm glad to see that we have in the top 10 in the state, we have three teams in region in region three. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at you look at who they lost to, you know, the whole strength of schedule thing, kind of like how they do college football. I mean, those are two really good losses. You know, they are losses, unfortunately, but yeah. to lose to McEachin and Marietta, I mean, those are good losses, yeah. right? That's something yeah. that you can at least hang your hat on at the end of the day. You know, it's not too ugly losses, like maybe slipped up against like North Paulding or something. Yeah. Uh, be able to be against Marietta and McEachern, I'm um, still two pretty respectable losses. Unfortunately, they're going to start, you know, the playoffs on the road. Yeah, that's kind of that's going to be hard, but they may be able to do something. They got a veteran coach, you know, and they got a great defense. We always said defense winning what? Championships. Championships. So then rounding out the top ten be Archer and number nine at six and three. Then we have Milton at six and three at number ten. That'll round out the top ten for the state. And they probably all of them probably stay that way. Top ten at the regular end of the regular season. They'll probably yeah. stay that way. And then we look at the position for the playoffs. So definitely. Yeah, so the playoffs, first round of the playoffs is November fifteenth and sixteenth uh, okay. that weekend right there. Um so that is not this coming weekend, but the weekend after that, right? We have one more one more regular season game for, for most people, and yeah. then we'll go into the first round of the playoffs. That's going to be exciting. It's going to be cold, though. Yeah. Outside, because it's cold here in Atlanta now, very cold. So you're talking about 35, 36 degrees out there. Yeah. Roe doesn't like the cold, by the no, way, for anybody. I, I don't. If you can't tell, he likes to talk about it. He talked about it last week, it being cold at the Marietta game. So I don't like being out there in the cold. Right. I definitely can't stand <laughs> it because there's no trees out there. It's just straight wind hitting you, smacking you all in the face. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess a positive thing to look forward if you are traveling on the road down to Region 1 into Colquitt and Valdosta and Lowndes and stuff like that, it, It'll be a little bit warmer, right? It won't feel as bad. You're right, but those are good football schools, too. Very good football schools. That's and, a long bus ride. Yeah. I'll tell you that right now from experience. It's a long bus ride. It's it not is. something you want to experience. Really? Um, and, and so they must lose a little bit some when they – them long travels and stuff like that. That's yeah, when they end up getting get, beat. I mean, most school, most teams like to go down there at least a day before, right? Because you yeah. don't want to hop off the bus after sitting on there for five hours and try to play a game. 
body's all stiff, your back hurts like an old man. It's just not something that you want to be a part of. Yep. You know, so interesting stuff. Uh, we're definitely looking forward to the first round of the playoffs. Got one more regular season game. We'll be sure to talk about that in next week's show. Uh, we're going to – let's just jump straight into GHSA basketball, right? Yeah. That starts this week, so let's this- let's go ahead and jump into that a little bit. That's ex- that's hey, exciting stuff, man. We're it sure we're, we're going to kind of overlap the sports a little bit because, yeah. you know, basketball will be going on while the playoffs are, are taking place. Uh, Rose telling me that – this weekend actually starts or kicks up the basketball season over at uh, at McEachern. Yep. They got a little kind of like a tournament that they do to start off every year. So that would be interesting. And uh, Rose going Rose gonna to chat about that for a little bit. I know he's excited. He's uh, followed McEachern Indians basketball pretty heavily last year. Uh-huh. So he's looking looking forward to, and I am as well, uh, to what they can do this year. Yeah, you got the Elite Eight, they call it, every year. And um, a lot of broadcasters are out there. And a lot of fans are out there all day long. So you do, usually that they're – during the morning time all the way to late late evening. Uh, late, usually the games are over by 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. So, you know, and the gym's not that big. So, But I, I love the Elite Eight. Uh, shout out to the those who run the Elite Eight tournament. Uh, it's a very good tournament. Uh, I've been the last two years in a row, so this will be my third time going to the, uh, covering McEachin, uh at the Elite Eight. So, I mean, last year was very good, but I was getting sleepy yeah. <laughs> by the time that last it's game came around. I was tired, man, you know, getting older. So I'm like, man, this game, hopefully hurry up and get over with. I already watched about four or five games. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Man, and then don't let the games go to overtime. Oh, yeah. Uh, McEachin plays a, uh, a team called uh, Burkmar. Yeah, Burkmar. You heard of them before? Yeah, that is. That's where uh, that's where Cuevo went to high school, I think. It was either Burkmar or one of the other teams out there in Gwinnett County. But, yeah, oh, Burkmar yeah. from Gwinnett County. Okay. Gotcha. So they play Bergmar. I expect them to beat Bergmar. But McEachin is not going to have the same team that they had last year when they won state. They went 32-0 and last year, undefeated, uh, the best record in the state, and one of the top records in the United States also as well at 32-0. They have, but they have their main star coming back, Sharif Cooper. He'll be back next week uh, for that game. Um, I would like to get him in for an interview. So, Sharif, listen up. I need you in here for an interview. Um He's already committed to Auburn University also as well. He is a point guard, and he played phenomenal ball last year. Uh, very phenomenal basketball. So, But he has they have uh, a player, I think, is a, a transfer uh, from Academy. So I, I think he's a big guy, like 6'10", 6'11". I think that will help in the paint. But only one returning starter from Akita. So I expect him to struggle a little bit. Um, they don't have a very deep bench again like they did last year. Last year they played like a six-man rotation. This year I think they might have, hopefully they have at least a seven-man rotation. Uh, injuries, boy, one injury and the season's done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, that's that's pretty common with any team that that runs the risk of not of not having a bench, right? I mean, you look at any sport that you play in, man, you don't have a bench. One guy gets knocked out. It's it's a long day, you know. You even look at the Hawks, mm-hmm. you know. Not to change the subject, but yeah. you know, Trey Young goes out for a couple of games with a sprained ankle, and it's like the whole yeah. the whole tempo and the, and the way that the game rolls is just not the same without him in there. And you can definitely right. feel that, even through watching through the TV, you can kind of feel that just things aren't right when he's not in there. Right. So I mean, like you were saying with McEachern, man, you don't you don't have some depth on the bench that you you're going to run issues, especially if somebody gets hurt. Yep. But in that Region 3 of basketball, again, even though uh, McEachin only got one returning starter and he's one, he's the best to me in the state of Georgia, uh, you still have Hill, you still got Hill Grove and you got Marietta. Marietta had a good basketball team last year, pretty decent. Um, 
I haven't really studied too much of them this year, but I believe they have a couple uh, starters returning. So they had a decent ball squad last year. North Cobb, he was so-so last year. Uh, really, Hillgrove was pro- Hillgrove probably have a good chance to come in and maybe number two in, in that region three, you know, when basketball starts. But clearly, McEachin is, is still the best in basketball in her region also as well. So, you know. But, you know, I would like to see McEachin football win a state title because their basketball team just won a state title. So that would be great for that school, yeah. you know, for the entire program of basketball and football. But definitely McEachin, I got them in number one spot to start off that Region 3 coming up this basketball, coming up next weekend, matter of fact. So, yeah, it's going to be a good season. A lot of, lot of good stuff to look forward to in the high school sports. You know, we got basketball rolling up uh, this weekend. So you're not doing anything, feel free to stop over at, uh, at McEachin. Small, small arena. So if you are gonna go, make sure you come early. Yeah, make sure early, you come early. Because last year the lines was really long, 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 long. I mean, yeah. I mean, this is this is good basketball though. There's a lot of talent in this. Yeah. If you guys want to see Sharif Cooper play? I highly recommend it. Outstanding player. Um, so we'll definitely talk about that in next week's show. Yeah. Um, as far as how the Elite Eight tournament goes, but uh, definitely looking forward to all the all the good things going on in high school this week. Jumping on in over to the to the NFL things, uh, Falcons. Thank God had a bye week, so we don't have to talk about them. We know you guys don't want to hear about it. Quite frankly, we hate talking about it. So we're going to jump into some other things in the NFL. Uh, we really didn't have a dog in the fight this week, so we just kind of got to sit back, relax, uh, cry about our fantasy teams, or jump for joy about your fantasy teams, depending on which way it went. <laughs> um, I think the biggest thing that stuck out to me this week was that London game in the morning, man. Hi, yeah. ja- Jackson. Oh my God! I mean, Jacksonville was it was bad. I mean, Ugly. I think Minshew threw for three hundred and five, three hundred and six yards, something like that. But yep. in the last quarter, he had two interceptions and he fumbled the ball in one time. So I mean. Ugly game for Jacksonville. Houston looks better and better every week, in my opinion. They do. Deshaun Watson looks really good. Yeah. And uh, that defense has is, is got to step up, especially with J.J. Watt going down. Uh, so it was good for them to get that victory and move on. I think they're now – they puts them at 6-3. and three. Yeah, they are 6-3. Matter of fact, they take a man in position in, in that division. Yeah. Uh, because the Colts took a loss. The Colts, Colts yeah. were five and two. Now they're uh, five and three. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a tough loss having uh, uh, Brissett go down. Yeah, man, and he might be out sucks. for the year. I don't know. We'll see. What's the latest on his uh, MCL? I haven't seen anything on the MCL. Um, but yeah, I mean, either way, that's ugly. Especially to lose to Pittsburgh is 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 rough. Well, yeah, Pittsburgh's not that good of a team. No. Uh, uh, this year. Something else. Chicago Bears. Holy smokes, man! They got a. They have an issue up there. I I never trusted Trubisky from day one He's when terrible. they drafted him. Man, he it's, is bad. That's not. He's bad. Not I, good at all. I just had a weird feeling ever since they drafted him. I was like, man, that's just not a good pick. He reminds me of Jay Cutler up there. So that's semi nightmares. If you're a Bears fan, I know y'all got to want this guy out of there. He's terrible. Yeah. Even yeah, though I mean, he's a third year player, you know, a lot of people are like, so I'll give him some time. You know, he's no, playing two God, years. No. no, no, he don't need no more time. He's Especially in Chicago, right? One of the yeah. most passionate fan base, no matter what sport. Yeah. You know, Cubs, Bulls. Bears, I mean, they're passionate. They when yeah. something's not right, they got to go. And I don't want to sit out there and it's super cold. We ride on Lake Michigan, right there, and it's freezing. And that hawk is uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that yeah. hawk is busting through your ski in it. Yeah. And you got this guy up here. It's terrible. As I don't know what throwing two, three interceptions. Can't hold the ball. He can't find. It. He was like a deer in headlights. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they crazy. had 
They had six <laughs> yards of offense in the first half, I think is what it was, six or nine yards of offense. He tried to break records. Oh, God, <laughs> well, Six yards in total. That's horrible. Yeah, I think me and Roe could go there and find a way to get six yards on offense. In a I quarter. sure can. Just give me a couple weeks to warm up, <laughs> you know, to get conditioned. I sure can. Uh, something else, uh, the Browns. It's it's a dumpster fire right now in Cleveland, oh, especially. Wow. I mean, that's a kiss of death, man. You get all this, you get all these Monday night games, you get all the primetime games yeah. off of a team that you haven't even seen play yet. Uh, it's not looking too good, man. They're talented. Yeah, talented. What is the problem? What is the problem? I think it's a coaching problem a little bit too. The coach, man, come on, they got to get a better coach in there. Yeah, Kitchens um, has got to go. It's not sure. the quarterback and offense anything, but I want to see how many games they played so far. Now they played. They went two and eight, right? Now this week, I think Hunt comes back. He yeah. was on eight-game suspension. Remember yeah, I does. told you beginning of the season, I said he's a difference maker on the team uh, because he can catch the ball at the backfield, and he could also receive, you know, be a great receiver also as well. So right. he's going to open up that offense a lot more for him, definitely. So they won't be keying in on uh, either Landry or either Beckham, anything like that. But I still think, I know a lot of people don't agree with him, but he's better than Chubbs to me. I like Nick Chubbs, don't get me wrong. He's a hometown boy here in Georgia. But I believe Hunt is more versatile. And, he, you know, he's better rusher, too, as well. So, you know, he's side to side, you know, and he can break a lot more tackles. So I, I like Kareem. I like uh, Hunt, definitely. Yeah, I think Kareem Hunt did really good things in Kansas City. Yeah. You know, ever since the whole off-field incident, yep. he, he was released. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to take something. Um, I Something is just not gelling in Cleveland. Right, there's just something that doesn't look like it's it's mixing well. There's a lot of butting heads. It looks like just things that aren't a recipe for a team to go, do good things, and it sucks because you know they're a very talented team, yeah. just like the Falcons, very talented team. But it's just yeah. something isn't just flowing up there, and it's. I mean, it sucks. You know, the Cleveland fans they were really hoping for something this week, and I believe the system is not, is not well. working for them. The system that they're running is not working. The same thing with the Falcons. Well, I didn't really want to talk about the Falcons because they was off this week. But the Falcons system is not clicking defensively for them. I think uh, the problem with Cleveland, their offensive, they're, they have so, many t- so much talent that their offensive coordinator doesn't know what to do with the talent that he has. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think you're right. Uh, moving on into another game, the the Chargers and Packers game was definitely interesting to me, right? Aaron Rodgers just been lights out this whole year. Goes into L.A. and the Chargers just absolutely slam a door on this guy. I mean, it was it was bad. They scored 11 points. Final score was 26 to 11. I was like, holy cow. I was scratching my head because Green Bay is a better team than that. I don't know. And the Chargers are really not that good. So I don't know what was going the on there. defense is good, though, man. Especially yeah, yeah. with Bosa. Yeah. I mean, that dude is nasty. I uh, He's right up there in the same town pool as like Aaron Donald in my opinion. I mean, this dude is just drawing double teams on the offensive line and he's just bodying through both of those guys. Like yep, it's he, it's pretty impressive to watch. Yep, he's good. Definitely, but their record don't show that. You know, no. now they you know at four and five. So I mean, you know, Packers fall to seven and two. But the Packers are a good team, but I guess just any given Sunday, huh? Yeah, any given Sunday. Speaking of any given Sunday, um a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. Let's talk about that. I, I bring that up for this reason. Matt Moore for the Kansas City Chiefs, who's the backup to Mahomes, who's been hurt, was yeah. 25 for 25. He did not throw a single incompletion in that game. What? Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's amazing. It's unbelievable. Wow. I was very confused. Um, so, hey. Hey, and really, I had Minnesota winning that game. Yeah. 
even though I don't like Kirk Cousins. Everybody knows I can't stand Kirk Cousins, but he's been playing really good this season. I don't know. Maybe he's been listening to me. Uh, maybe not, but I doubt it. He's been listening to our show. But he's he's been playing outstanding. But I give him congratulations to him, uh, Kirk Cousins. Even though I still think you're not a great quarterback. But anyway, you know, and but you beat Kansas City, um, which is not clicking right now because they don't have the star uh, quarterback in there. But I expect him back in another week or two anyway. All right. So I apologize. I can't read. He was 25 for 35. Okay. ESPN lied to me and said okay. he's 25 for 25. Oh, that's okay. Those cowards at ESPN need to figure something out. It's 25 okay. for 35. We don't like ESPN that much anyways, but no. that's that's a completely another topic. <laughs> but um, uh, big game tonight, Dallas and New York you on Monday Night it. Football. Two, uh, in my opinion, the two best running backs in the game, Ooh-wee. Zeke. And Saquon, that's I, like I mean, that. that's that's I like that. You know, it's recipe for a good uh, for a good matchup for sure. I like to see what Michael Bennett's going to do now. He's going to be wearing a star on his helmet now. You know, so he's oh, not God. in New England no more. He's not with the Patriots no more. They let him go. I think this defense fits him well. Uh, he'd probably be on the other end of uh, Lawrence, Demarcus Lawrence. So I like to see what they're going to do. How much pressure they're going to be put on this rookie quarterback for the Giants named Jones, who's playing pretty decent. You know, he's playing better than the, uh, the Manning guy, you know. So, I see, what, you know, man, Manning's sitting on the bench over there. So, you know, I like this Jones. They're going to give him a chance. But I still think the Cowboys are going to win this game because it's all about Zeke. Yeah. I think I need Zeke to have a monster game, by the way, in one of my leagues. Like, oh. I need him to drop, like, a 30-burger. Like, I need something. Oh, I'm trying need, to get him I, in our league. I, That's need why. Some, I need something big. I want him in our league, definitely. Because uh, I've been trying to trade with this other guy in our lead that you're in, in, in our lead also as well. I've been trying to trade for him. But he won't let him go. You know, I tried to trade him for Sanu, but now Sanu got traded to the, uh, you know, to New England. So he should make the trade because he's going to get more touches there in New England. I think yeah, he will touch, eventually. He had, a, he had a touchdown last night. Yeah. It was like seven or seven, 65 yards and a touchdown. Speaking of the game last night, Lamar Jackson, wow. Woo, I watched that game. Yeah, it was a good game. Yeah, my wife watched it with me too. So, you know, she don't watch a lot of football. Uh, she watched the Falcons though, but they oh. didn't play this week. So I thought you said she, I thought you said she didn't watch football. <laughs> must must be why she watched the Falcons then, right? <laughs> and that's not a good team to be watching right about now. So she might as well not watch football at all. But uh, you know, she watched that Baltimore. And she said, "Who's this Lamar guy?" I say, "He reminds you of Mike Vick, don't he?" It does. I mean, but but for his running, he's yeah. a lot about faster than Mike yeah. Vick. And you have Brady sitting on the bench. Oh, you see him, him and Elderman sitting on the bench like this. Yeah, did you see him almost slam the uh, the Microsoft <laughs> the Microsoft notebook or whatever like yeah, that? Yeah, I seen that. I was like, oh wow, I be Labar just running all over him, and he's good. His arm, he's doing the little side passes. I was well, like, I mean, the biggest that? thing with him is man, he's just so elusive in the pocket, and it's like he can feel pressure. Like he just knows where it's coming from. Yeah, and his ability to escape. I mean, there's no way you can defend that. No, right? There's no way. Not uh-huh. even a quarterback spy with a middle linebacker. You know, nothing like that is going to happen because nope. his ability to just make plays is just unbelievable. And it's very, very picturesque of what Mike Vick used to be and could have been if it wasn't for the off-field stuff. I haven't seen in a long time anybody control a game like that like the Ravens did against New England. They, they just manhandling them, period. Yeah. Through the whole Kind of game. exposed that defense, too, from the Patriots who have been absolutely locked down all year. So you can use a mobile quarterback now against them because they don't have nobody to stop a mobile quarterback. So that means they're going to be uh, kind of fall short if they play somebody like Seattle um, and some other uh, like C.J. Watson and somebody like that. They play them. They're going to struggle against these mobile quarterbacks because their defense is not built for mobile quarterbacks. They built to stack the box up and, and blitz against defenses, uh, against offenses. You know, they're not built for a mobile quarterback who can move around and who's fast. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, C.J. Watson. Who 
<laughs> CJ Watson. You, you know I'm talking about Watson. By the way, I do all. I'm talking about Deshaun. I do all the editing in this, and I'm not going to edit that. You out. already know what I'm talking about when I said, when I say Watson. Anyway, you about got what I'm saying. Everybody speaking, out there in America knew what I'm talking about. You Watson. talked about Russell Wilson. Uh, yes, MVP so far this year. Yes, definitely. I mean, because when you think he's out of it, he bounces back. He can pass and he can run both. 378 yards, five touchdowns. Yeah, five. He's getting he's getting his money worth. They get I his mean, money worth out of him. It's, I mean, I guess if the Falcons were in the in the playoff hunt, I mean, I guess it would it was good that they beat the Buccaneers. Kind of weird that they struggled against the Buccaneers at home, but yeah. those kind of games happen. As you mean, you know, as you saw, Green Bay went out to L.A. and got smoked. Yeah, you know, they so did. it's that's the weird and quirky thing about NFL is that man, it's just I mean, they are grown men at the end of the day. And they were drafted because they were excellent stars in college football. So at the end of the day, sometimes the the worst team's just gonna have a better day. Yeah. You know, it's not like college where it's just so overpowered on one side, it's so one sided. The NFL is a lot more balanced in my it opinion. It is. And if it is and, and it's sad that Seattle is in the same division with the forty ers who are just red hot smoking right now. What about that game? Yeah. They could have lost that game. You know that, could've. don't you? Yeah. But Jimmy G finally coming through. Um, of course this is the week I benched him in fantasy in our Yahoo League, but that's 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 another talk for another time. And that game was against the Cardinals was really good, man, because I liked I like like both quarterbacks. That yeah, game. they both had really Definitely. good days. They really did. So uh, another big week coming up in the NFL. Of course, we have the game tonight between the Giants and the Cowboys to wrap it up for the week. But uh, we'll definitely be back next week to talk more about the NFL. And uh, I guess we'll have to talk about the Falcons Saints matchup, even though we're not going to. Um, <laughs> We'll have to mention it in there. I we would say that's going to be a great game down there in, in, in New Orleans, but I don't know. But it's not. I think it's going to be a blowout. Yeah. And we'll leave it at that as far as the NFL. So to kind of wrap things up for, for tonight's show, at least for the, the first show of the week, we are going to do another one here in a couple of days. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the NBA. Uh, first week kind of went through some interesting things. Philadelphia undefeated, 5-0. Yeah. I haven't oh. lost the game. The Hawks gave them everything that they could handle. Um, what was that last Monday? I think is what it was. Yeah, it was very, very, very good game. Uh, I yeah. saw a lot of good things from the Hawks in that game. But that was uh, back and forth all the way to the yeah. end. Definitely was. It matter was. Fact, uh, matter of fact, the Hawks were winning almost in the last two or three minutes. They were still leading the game. Yeah, just kind of struggled. There was, they hit that stretch right there. I think the I think Seventy Sixers went on a uh, like a twelve zero run or something like that. The Hawks just couldn't get anything to fall. Right, and that kind of wound up being the difference in that game. And B and B was hitting his free throws down the stretch also. So yeah, they kept fouling him. Yeah, that dude also got put in a chokehold though <laughs> by Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> you so sure that's did. what he gets. They was hugging the hug, bro. They was hugging. Did you see uh, Ben Simmons <laughs> had him on the ground? Literally. He had him in a headlock. He, oh, he had him tapping like, out. Like the tapping out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> I saw was... that tap. I said, "Wow, they is been here." You know, he plays long. Oh, I was well, trying to break it up. Full blown WWE SmackDown Raw. You was trying to break it up, boy. You had him in a full, full. I love that, like, man. I, I couldn't. Stay. Embiid was was talking trash the whole night to John Collins. And yeah, I was, he was. I was fed up with the dude. You yeah, know, he, he got that. He got that technical foul. Yeah. Um, I he threw down dunk or something like that. Yeah. Ben Simmons completely ran over somebody. I can't remember who it was, but I didn't like him ever since then. So it was great to see Carl uh, Anthony and, and Ben Simmons give him everything he could handle. Um, Actually, the Hawks should be forward one. They should only one legitimate loss uh, with Trey Young, and that was with uh, against Philadelphia. Actually, they should be four and one, not two and three right now. But they're in the ninth spot right now. You know, at two wins and three loss, three losses. So, the Hawks had tough games against Miami. I mean, yeah. First of all, holy cow! Do you see what Miami did to 
Houston the other yeah, night? I did. I absolutely put it I on. I was him. shocked. I was I, like, man, the what's Heat going? look the Heat look really good right now. I just question the longevity of that team. You know, I guess if Hero or Tyler Hero or Hero, whatever his name is, comes off the bench and scores like that, uh, they're not gonna have an issue. In our predictions, I had Miami like five or six, I believe it was. You looked at me crazy, like, huh? You're gonna have Miami at number in the season number five yeah, we or got six. A long way to go, man. We yeah, got like I know we do. Games left. They're number two right now. See, if we look at the top eight in the East right now, Matt. You got Philadelphia at number one at five and zero. The Heater at five and one at number two. Uh, then you have Boston at four and one. Milwaukee at number four at four and two. Toronto Raptors at four and two at number five. The Hornets at three and three, which I don't even have to make the playoffs at all. But right nah, now they're holding number six. Not a go. That, that won't. That won't stay. Then you got the Pacers at three and three, which I expected them to stay in about that that spot. And you got the Pistons in there at three and four to round out the top eight, which I expect to. Uh, I expect the Pistons to move up and take that spot where the Hornets is at. The only team that I don't have, you know, not that's in the, not in the top eight. That what I had in my top eight was the Hawks at number nine. Yeah, they're right there. But I mean, <clears throat> hell, our predictions look pretty decent. Like but we got, cool. it looks like we got all the right team. Of course, the Hornets are going to fall out of there. There's no way that's sticking. No, but, I don't have them sticking uh, around there. Though, other so. than that, we look we look not yeah. bad. We kind of look like we know what we're talking about. Yeah, we, when I had, I might not have had the order right, but. Those teams that they're in there right now, and it's for the Hornets, and, and uh, you could put the Hawks in there as place. And, and my my prediction is pretty good. Yeah. As uh, far as the Eastern Conference goes, and on the Western Conference, it's still pretty good too, except for uh, Houston and Portland. They're on two. They got them at number nine and ten, which I expect by the playoff time, both Portland and Houston will be in the playoffs. Yeah, I didn't have Minnesota in the playoffs. No. Um. So. They're I playing did. good basketball, but they are they're I mean, four and one right now. They're number two behind the Lakers. At it's really because of Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, he's a beast. I didn't expect. It. I thought you know he'd still be playing lazy basketball. Remember, I told yeah. you in my yeah. predictions, I didn't have him in the playoffs because he's not consistent. Right, and Wiggins is not consistent either. And then you have Jalen Rose. I mean, uh, Derrick Rose on the team this year because he's in Detroit. Yeah, he's been playing some outstanding ball for the Pistons um, this year. I, I guess we'll have to talk about the the gleaming. Things staring at the bottom of us in the Western Conference. Um, I had the Golden State Warriors making the playoffs. Well, Roe had the New Orleans Pelicans making the playoffs. And both of them are in last place. Uh, we are both of them. We were wrong for saying that. We're sorry, but yes, we are. To They're my both defense, I did not know Steph Curry was going to break his hand. Not that it really makes a difference because Clay Thompson is going to be out for the rest of the year. What, what I tell you, I and said even our predictions that they don't mean that you know injuries are always part of the game so we can't foresee the forecast of any injuries happening yeah yeah we're not witch doctors we don't know we don't know everything and now jermaine uh, uh draymond green is out also as well with a broken pinky yeah so uh they've gotten a full case of illnesses and injuries over there um i <laughs> there was some tweet that came out the other day it was it was starting lineup for the golden state warriors i thought i was looking at the starting lineup for the college park hawks the Atlanta Hawks G team, you know what I'm saying? Like it was, <laughs> yeah. it was horrible. Wow, I, I I didn't recognize a single dude. Like I I literally didn't. Like there was nobody on there. I was like, who in the hell are these guys? Like I I had no idea what was going on. Um, so of course the whole Golden State Warriors roster is just depleted with injuries. New Orleans is one in five. Zion uh, needs to come back sooner and later because he that does. team is definitely struggling without him. With him on the team, I watched him in preseason. He opens up the floor because they like to run and gun. You got somebody like um, Ball back there passing the ball. He, he's good, really good at transition and open court. So they're going to be playing like they're uh, out on a street ball. Yeah. And uh, when he comes back, and I think they can make the number eight seed. I don't know if they got a chance now. Uh, you know, that knee ain't 100%. You know, he might miss some more games. But 
He's going to have to get in NBA shape first yeah. and foremost. And uh, let's definitely talk about the Lakers. Always wow. I had them. I predicted them. Come, what I have them about third place? No, I think it was third. I had them at fourth or fifth. Yeah, you sure did. Um, and look at them. I, I thought they were playing a lot better than I thought they would. Uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron are gelling, and they look really good. And How long know. can they hold the number one spot? Because right now they're playing this. With the Clippers, they're playing this management thing going on with, with Kawhi Leonard. You know, a lot of teams are doing this with a lot of players. We're doing game management. They're managing their minutes and have them sit out back-to-back game, at least one game of a back-to-back game. Yeah, you knew uh, when you know. when uh, Budenholzer was here with the Hawks, that was something very similar to what he did, especially when we had first place locked up or looked like we were going to have it locked up for the year. Didn't they get uh, in trouble for that? No, like, oh, I mean, well, I mean, they lost and they, they got swept in the Eastern Conference Finals by Cleveland and LeBron, but yeah. they, he did a lot of it. it kind of, I think he brought it up to what Popovich used to do, yeah, because uh, you know Budenholzer came from uh, San Antonio, yeah. Um, a lot of like, like every other game you'd be resting one of your starters for the whole day. So like I always remember yeah. like there was one time where Jeff T wouldn't play, and the next day it looked like Corver wouldn't play or Horford, you know, s- s- you know, so on and so forth. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. I don't think you can afford to do that though, you know, especially this early in the season. You know, you but they're doing it because Squad already set out one game, but then the next game, he came back the second game of that two, two back-to-back games, uh, and he had 36 points. He took about 32 shots to get that, and they still lost. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, especially with with Houston playing, you know, they're 3-3 three and three right now. I feel like this would be the time to kind of create a little a little separation in the standings, um, you know, with Houston not really – they're just, not the start, the, they're just not gelling right now because yeah. you got Westbrook on a team and he's a, a dominant, ball-dominant player. But I think they'll they'll get it together sooner yeah. or later. And I think Eric Gordon has to be get, get used to coming off the bench. Yeah. You know. So let's kind of wrap up this segment with talking about what we've seen from the Hawks in the first week of the season. and uh, Parker. What we think they can improve on and, you know, Trey Young's injury. Um, he Parker. will be back. Yeah, Jabari Parker for sure. Doing good. Um Trey will be back Tuesday in San yes. Antonio, which is, will be good. They definitely need him for that game. But, uh, yeah, let's talk about Jabari Parker because, holy cow, I mean, I told you know, you, we, told we you were hoping that this that. guy could be a potential six-man-of-the-year award. Yeah. Um, and he's kind of stepped in and, and filled out as best as he could while yep. Trey has been out for these past couple games with that sprained ankle. He's a good player, man. He's really good. I tell you, he can get the six-man-of-the-year. He's good, consistent out of the bench, 15, 16 points, 18 points out of the bench. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, um. One of the things I noticed, I, I kind of hope that the rookies will get into a little bit more of a gel. Um, it kind of looks like Cam Reddish has been struggling a little bit. DeAndre Hunter's been struggling a little bit. Yeah. I think it's going to take some time for them to kind of understand what the NBA is all about. And, I think and, so. And how to get their points. I think Reddish is having a harder time than Hunter. Um, he really can't find his range. And uh, he's got people like Vince Carter walking over to him. Hey, man, take the shot. You're open. Yeah. Take the shot. You know, you I know you're not in Duke right now, so you don't have to defer. To, you know, got these other guys uh, on the team like Zion over there and, and Barrett over there, so you don't have to worry about them no more. So now you're in the NBA. We need you to take the shot trays out. So we really need you to step up. Yeah, I kind of feel like that's been with the first five games. It feels like they're too timid to shoot the ball. Yeah, like I'd like for him to talk. And you know, that's why we have Vince Carter. You know, kind of that that leadership that he's been looking for. Like, man, if you're open, shoot the ball. Nobody like. Like we yeah, said man. at the beginning of the year, nobody's got expectations, man. This this year is for you to get better as an individual. Shoot the ball if you're open. Yeah, because when you get better, the team is going to get better. Right. You got a lot of young players on that team, definitely. And Hunter, the same thing. 
You know, he's taking a lot of shots, but he's not hitting them all, so he has to get better. No, nah, keep shooting, man, because, I mean, that's the same thing that, that Trey Young kind of had to figure out the first half of the season last year. You know, he kept shooting, kept shooting, and kept shooting, and eventually it started working for him. He kind of filled into his role in the offense, became a lot better passer of the ball, and uh, it worked out for the better. One of the three games that uh, Trey's been out, Collins has stepped up. He had like 30 points yeah, in one game. He had 30 points in one of the games against the Heat. So I was like, yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, he had 12, or he had 12 points in the first quarter, all of yeah. them for threes. Yeah. Four for four from threes. And that's a really big thing. If John Collins can shoot the ball like that, I think the Hawks would be in a really good shape. I think so, too, because then you have a true one-two punch. Yeah. From him and Trey Young, and both of them can make the all-star team doing that. Um, I like what I've seen from Kevin Herter so far. Yeah. Um, he kind of stepped into that role as well when Trey's been hurt. Um, he, he ran the point pretty well. Yeah. Uh, hopefully his shooting kind of catches fire because we know when his shooting catches fire, it's a long day for that other team and uh hopefully his shooting improves a little bit um still very early in the year though guys i mean we're we're looking at the first five games of the year a lot of things you know we talked about it the first 15 20 games we talked about the defense we talked about the turnovers turnovers just definitely been higher yeah they were i think they had 18 to 20 against philadelphia or something like that so it's definitely something they have to address until tree when the games that trey was in there i looked at them they've been averaging on on defense they were giving about 100 points They've been averaging like 109, 110. They've been giving up like 100, between 99 to 100. Yeah. And so if they can keep it at that, they can get it down to about 99, giving up 99 points a game where they still maintain 108 to 110 points a game. Uh, That's great. Yeah. So I mean, they, they ha- they'll have the ability to score, especially when Trey Young gets back. Like they, they have the ability to drop 110, 115 a game yeah. with all these, with all these offensive you know weapons that they have they just got to find their gel you know what i'm saying they like do. they got to start camera just got to shoot the ball when he's open man and just, just i, I think that's uh, true for a lot of teams the same thing with boston right now boston seem to be gelling pretty well with Kyrie Irving. you know they're doing really really well so you know the bucks i had them coming in number one predict their number one so yeah, they look did. like they're struggling we both did yeah so it looked like they're struggling a little bit same thing with houston so the raptors are playing Right where I had him at, the Raptors. I said, nah. Yeah, they, middle they of the pack. Gonna, yep, right in the middle of the pack they're going to be at. But I didn't expect the Heat to do this well. But I told you they at least was going to be in the playoffs. You didn't, oh, Did you have them in the playoffs? No. I told you it was going to be. I said low was going to be. Nah, man. They got like, someone said, I can't do math. 82 minus 6. Was that 76? They still got 76 games left. Yeah, they do. And, you know, guess what? Uh, Butler's haven't played in all the games. Yeah, I mean, came it's, back the other night, it's been Hero off the bench, dude. He dropped like 19 yeah. in the first half or something like that off the bench against the Rockets. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, definitely impressive to say the least. And my Pacers, I think Turner went down, got hurt with a sprained ankle. So that's going to hurt because you ain't got Victor back yet still. Yeah. Oladipo don't come back, I think, to December or January. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but they still in the they still at three and three. Uh, two, yeah, just got to hold on until players. Oladipo gets back, really. Because when he comes back, he's a scoring machine. Mm-hmm. Ooh. All right, guys. Well, I think that's going to gonna wrap it up for this first show of the week. Uh, had a lot of good things to talk about. Thursday, what what you can kind of expect, we're going to have a big show of college football. Yes, uh, we're we going to break down everything that happened against Georgia-Florida. Looking forward to the huge matchup this weekend yep. in, uh, in Tuscaloosa. I will be there. So we're going to do the show probably, I think, do we say Wednesday? We say Wednesday night. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to do the show Wednesday, yep. hopefully have it out. Um, post it up by Thursday, so it should be out to everybody by late Thursday, early Friday. Uh, so to get you fully prepared for that matchup this week, I'm so ready to be down there. Uh, it's going to be a great game. Yep. College game day is going to be there. Um, so, yeah. Watch this show or listen to this show. Well, you can watch it. We have you it can't watch video recorded right here. Yeah, I see recorded. myself on a camera right there on the phone. We sure So, uh, 
be sure to check us out on Facebook, on Instagram. We are posting all of our podcasts to messy.fm. Be sure to check that out. It is free on there. Um, Apple, Spotify, you name it, we're getting up on YouTube. We're on a lot of platforms. So we're, we're everywhere, so be sure to check us out. And uh, we'll talk to you again on uh, Thursday. Talk to you soon.